Hey there, this is the Teacher Biz Podcast, and I'm your host, Heather O'Donnell. Today on the show, I'm talking to Jenny from Untangling Dyslexia, and she's sharing all about how she moved from being a special education teacher to doing one-on-one work with families online. Now she's moving towards creating a digital course to actually scale her business. So I'm really excited for you to hear this real life picture of what an online business can look like, especially as I know you there as a listener of this podcast are trying to imagine what your own online business could look like. Let's dive in. It's not that long ago that I was walking in your shoes. I remember driving to work every day and feeling trapped. Because I had gone to school, I got a master's, I got the job that my friends couldn't get, and yet, for me, teaching wasn't as fulfilling as I always thought that it would be. The focus was more on test scores than on humans, and I was so limited in the impact that I could actually make. I just want to tell you what I wish I could go back and tell the kindergarten teacher version of myself, and that is just how much is waiting for you beyond the classroom how you can use your teacher skills and the experience you fought for with this fancy thing called the internet to make a limitless impact that just isn't possible within the walls of your classroom. You can build a business around your life that brings you actual fulfillment along with a living that you can actually live on and a pay scale that's determined by you instead of your district. There's more than one way to be a teacher and spoiler alert, I am not talking about teachers pay teachers and that is not your only option. I know this is possible because I've done it myself. I stopped teaching to stay home with my kids and in the margins of my day, I have built a solid life-giving online business that has helped hundreds of thousands of families, replaced my teacher income several times over, and given me the flexibility that I crave as a mom of two little kids. I love my business. I am having fun in this job that I've created for myself and I just wanna teach you everything I know because I know that if I can do this, you can do this too. Hit subscribe and get ready to learn how to build a profitable business with a lot less effort than it takes to run a classroom. Let's start by talking, if you could tell me a little bit about what you were doing before you had an online business and how you got into this online business world. Okay, so before I started doing this, I was a special ed teacher in self-contained classrooms and I worked for Kennedy Krieger in a type two class. And then I moved to Baltimore County Public Schools in a middle school. And I was fried. (laughs) By the time I left, it was affecting me physically. Stress hives. um, I had bronchitis for six weeks and I didn't know it. Things like that. So it was time for a change. (laughs) But when I was at Baltimore County, they paid for my training in Orton-Gillingham and through the academy. And so I knew when I left that I wanted to do something with that. I have dyslexia runs in my family and I had seen how we weren't effectively helping our students in the classroom with this. And I knew this is something that I could do and run with. So that's kind of how I got into the online world because I moved from Maryland to Florida (laughs) and wasn't set on Florida. And I wanted to be able to take this and move anywhere I wanted. And I decided from the get-go it was going to be online. I love that freedom that an online business brings you where you're not stuck in one location and you really can move throughout the world. I have a podcast episode about what an online business makes possible. And 
one of the things that I talk about is that it's not about working from a beach on your laptop. It's just about having the freedom to do what you need to do in your life. So I love that. Well, for example, just going to throw this in. In two weeks, I'm going to be in Colorado because my 10-year-old niece asked me specifically if I could come hang out with her while her two older brothers move into college. And so I'll be working from Colorado and hanging out with my niece at the same time. So that's kind of cool thing that I can do. It is so cool. It's great to be able to revolve your business around your life instead of having to work your life around your job. I love that. So tell us a little bit about what your online business looks like, your structure, where money flows into your business, and what your business is. So I am a private dyslexia practice online. And right now, all of my income and my monies come from one-on-one services. And it's a lot. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot to work. It's a lot to do. And I'm looking to, what's the word? Divide out, division out into something else. I've tried bringing on other practitioners and things like that. And for truly it was my fault. It didn't work in that I didn't have an, I was so busy with the one-on-ones. I didn't set enough time aside to help bring them along as well. I was doing during the pandemic, 42 to 44 one-on-one sessions a week. And then we're also working on the weekends to do all the lesson plans and everything else. And over the next two years, I've been kind of trying to winnow that down, winnow that down. So I can have freedom to do other things in my business. And so right now, I just counted before we started. For the fall, I've confirmed 24 sessions a week. And I'm taking Fridays off so that I can build, because I'm going to build, and I'm in the process of building, an online course for parents. And I needed that freedom. So right now, the monies are still one-on-one sessions, but I'm looking to build it out into also having a course for parents. I think that's really smart. I think it's smart to start with one-on-one. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You get to know your people and be intimate with them in a way where you really understand their problems and get to know them so well. But it's just not scalable in the long term, right? I mean, you could only do so many one-on-one sessions in a week, which even 24 sounds like a lot to me. (laughs) That is a big workload. I love that you shared that you tried to bring on other people to do that one-on-one work because that's where a lot of people's minds would go. You know, can I replicate myself and and keep that one-on-one work going? I think this is such a smart move to be building a digital course to add into your Mm -hmm. business so that you really can scale because an unlimited amount of people can take your course um, and you don't need to be there holding their hand while they take it. So I just think that's really a smart, smart move. Thank you. That was one. So my dad is dyslexic. He's also a business owner. And he kept saying, how can you scale this? What can you do? There's only so many of you. And he wants me to be able to help everybody because he's dyslexic and he understood what it was like being dyslexic and not getting the help. So I thought originally, and you're right, I went to that. Well, maybe I can scale it by bringing more in. And I realized it wasn't functional for me based on the hours and everything I was doing, but this is, and he and I have talked a lot about this because there's two pieces with this. You have the parents who need a lot of support and help too, because they don't know what they don't know. And having the special ed background, I can say, well, when the school tells you this, it means this. And then at the same time, bringing in the support for these kids who need a a particular way of learning how to read. 
So I'm, I'm kind of balancing the scales by doing this or at least trying. I love that. I think it's so smart. I think you'll help so many more people. I just think it's going to be great for your business, for your customers. Thank you. Overall, really good move. So where do your customers come from now? Where do they find you? Mm-hmm. It would, <laughs> it did not go gangbusters from the get-go. That is for sure. It took time to build. I, I sent mailers out to just about everybody in the school system, like the heads of special ed. I did stuff online. I, you know, let people know just who I was talking with. And it was a slow process to build. And really what happened is I was working on my certification for the associate level from the Orton Gillingham practice. And I needed a practicum student. So I got my practicum student who then had a cousin who then had a, and it started slowly rolling. So most of my stuff now comes from word of mouth. And I do have listings on like the Orton Gillingham page on the international, international dyslexia page where they have tutor listings. And I do get some stuff from that, but the majority of his word of mouth. I also interestingly get the local, or I shouldn't say local because there's more than one school boards special ed departments. So counties, school school counties come to me for special cases. And so I've, I've picked up at least, I have at least four students that have come to me and the county pays me to work with them. That's a big deal in its own right. For some counties, I had to go in, especially in Florida, I had to go in and show my teacher certification and be fingerprinted and all of that. Up in New York, where I have students, I was good to go. You know, so it, every county is also different, but that was, a that's a large part of my business as well. Um, so if I was to split them, it's mostly homeschool students and private clients after school, and then a chunk of, from the school counties. Okay, real quick. If you are serious about starting your own teacher biz, I made you a free resource that's going to simplify everything and just get you started on the right foot. It's called the Free Teacher Biz Starter Guide, and it will guide you through your first three steps of getting started with your teacher biz. Get started right away and grab that free guide at teacherbiz.com forward slash start. That's teacherbiz.com forward slash start. I can't wait for you to get your hands on that great resource. I know it will get you started on the right foot. I love that you are very like nose to the ground, getting stuff out there, sending mailers, which is something we wouldn't even think to do anymore. That seems really smart. I love that most of your business comes from word of mouth at this point. I was behind like a construction truck the other day. And on the back of their truck, they said 98% of our business comes from referrals. And I wrote down the phone number. At a red light. No, you know, like that sounds good mm-hmm. to me. If, if people are referring you, then you know that you're good. So I love, and I love the, that you built your business that way. The part that I, I love and is a little funny to me is I truly become part of my students' family because dyslexia runs in families. So I have cousins. I have brothers, I have all of these. And so I become part of their family because I work with so many people and and their families. And it's funny to me. And it says, well, I know what your cousin did yesterday. (laughs) Oh, you're getting online and, you know, getting on the Wii together. Not Wii, they don't use Wii anymore, but you know what I mean. They're getting online and using the Switch and stuff together. And so it makes me laugh that I'm so enveloped in their lives 
as well as it becomes family. And it's very cool. I love that. And thinking about the teachers who are listening to this podcast, they are thinking about making extra money online or maybe even replacing their teacher income. They want to work from home and have this freedom that we're talking about. And it's really something that they could do too. They could think about their own strengths. It won't be dyslexia probably like yours is. You know, I built my business about kindergarten readiness, helping moms prepare their kids for kindergarten. And the teachers listening to this, they probably have that small strength or big strength and they could start as small as that with one-on-one work and really get to know the people that they're Mm -hmm. trying to serve before they scale. So it's absolutely possible for them too. And so I was unusual in that I didn't do it that way. I had left because of the, my health issues, I had left and I had nothing. (laughs) I had my parents backing. If I didn't have that, I would totally start when I was still teaching and then slowly keep building that. But I would also make sure not to disvalue what I'm giving. Oh, I'm a teacher, so I'm only going to charge 25. No, you want to make sure that you're, you're structuring your fees in real world fees, even if you're a teacher, because if you don't, you won't be able to leave the teaching job. That is such a good point. I think we all struggle with pricing, all of us. So can you tell us a little bit about how you figured out what to charge? That's super interesting. One of the things I did was I I looked at ranges of what people were doing. I also looked at what people with my qualifications were doing. So I have a master's in uh, special education. I have the certifications in Orton-Gillingham and all of that. So I knew I could charge more. I also was looking at what I could get in the area that I'm in. And I charged myself a little bit higher than what I thought I could do in my local area, which in retrospect, I was undercharging myself. But because I knew I wanted to work online and I knew I wanted to work with all areas. And so I started around 75 an hour and that was before I was still doing my practicum. I'm up to a hundred an hour now, and I really should be about 125 because I'm also going, I'm, I'm going doing the second practicum for the second level of certification. I'm just not comfortable saying that yet. I do, I do charge more for the counties though. The counties are so much more work and you have to still do IEPs and show up for all of those things. So I do charge more for that, but it was a slow rise from 75, you know, to 80 to 85 to, you know, but I felt, you have to do, you have to value what you do, but you also have to feel comfortable being able to say, this is my cost. Like I just said, I know I should be higher. I'm just not comfortable saying it yet. Because if you're not comfortable saying it, nobody's going to buy from you because they're going to hear that hesitation in your voice. So you have to balance that out too. I think there are so many mindset blocks in our businesses that we have to face. And I, I appreciate you sharing that because I'm sure for people listening who at a teacher salary are making what at most like $30 an hour for their time. And that's not counting all of the time that they spend working that they're not paid for like weekends and nights and grading papers and even supplies and yada, yada. Yep. And even with cutting back significantly, like I did, I am still making more than I was when I was in the classroom. Like, and I will, to put a number on it, I'm probably making 30,000 more than I was in the classroom cutting back. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's not surprising to me because there's only so much money that we could make in a classroom as a teacher with this master's degree of education and so much work that goes into the teaching career. So, and I was a late, I was say I was a late start. So I, it was a career change for me. And I was only at like, cause I was only in the classroom for seven years and I was already in my forties and I'm seven years. I'm never going to make it <laughs> to, you know, livable. I mean, and what I mean by livable is I couldn't afford rent where I lived by where I was teaching based on my salary. Now, could I do it now? Yes. But when I was teaching, it wasn't, it wasn't something that I could do. So it was, and it would be years before I even got to that milestone because of all those different steps and everything that they do. Yeah. It's shocking, but it doesn't surprise me at all because it's, it's so insane what teachers are paid for the work that they do. I feel like we all know whatever district a teacher works in, they all know that bottom line on the pay scale of like the maximum number that they could ever make. And yeah, how many years does it take to even get to that? So I love that you shared that you're already well over that salary with your one-on-one business that's not even scalable. And I cannot wait to see once you have a digital course that you can scale, that number is just like unlimited, you know? I'm so excited and nervous about that (laughs) because it's new and I'm excited about it and I'm putting together. And you know, when you do, you do something and you know, it's good and you just, I know it's good. And I just like, oh, it's my baby now. And I got to make, and I, I'm excited for it and I'm nervous about it because ironically, I'm on Zoom every single day. I hate videotaping myself. So, <laughs> so, so it's little pieces like getting over that mindset and things like that. But it's the only way that I could truly see at the moment, the only way I could see scaling from this one on one. And that's, and I'm like I said, I'm just excited for it. I totally get that. I think we all feel that way. I don't know anyone who likes themselves on video. And it's just one of those things. The more you do it, the more comfortable you get. I used to hate my voice. I mean, everyone does. Who doesn't hate their voice? I used to hate my my voice so much that I didn't even want to voxer with my business friends because I didn't want them <laughs> to have to hear me. And now I have a podcast. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things we just push through. I always say that when you think about your customer and the person who needs you and whose life you are changing by doing this thing, instead of how insecure you you feel or whatever, you're picking apart about yourself when you're looking at your own face. I totally get that. But when you think about them instead of you, it just makes it so much easier. Totally. And when I've shared pieces of um, some of the PDFs and things that are going into the course with current Clients are like, I wish I had this before I even knew you, you know, and things like that. That gives me the push to keep moving, right? You keep moving forward because you're getting that, oh yeah, they do need this. I'm doing the right thing. And and that's incentivizing, you know, just keep me moving forward. I love this. Since you mentioned that, I wonder, and maybe you haven't thought about this yet, but do you plan to do some kind of early promotion to your current clients to get those testimonials before you launch this um, course? Yeah, I, I have actually considered that. I've considered opening it up to current clients for the feedback as well as you get so involved. It's such a one-on-one process when you first do your first one. 
that you, you know, you can't see the trees for the whole forest, right? You're like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. So I want to get their feedback on how to shore it up, but also their feedback on for that social piece, that social. um, Social proof. Yes, thank you. (laughs) The, The social proof and everything that goes with it. I am looking to do that. Feels like it would be a good move. I would also say, and, you know, just completely unsolicited advice that I can't help myself from, fight the perfectionism when you're putting this course out there, because it will never be perfect. It Mm -hmm. will never be what you feel like is done until you put it out there and you get this feedback from the new people coming in. So just put a date on your calendar in two years to revise the thing and put it Uh, out. Yeah, I've totally, I've totally gotten to that point. I think more to what I was speaking about is, does it make, does my, did the wording make sense? Because I know what I know, but am I leaving anything out that they're not understanding? Is there a missing piece? And that's what I really want to get back from them. Because I could talk about, you know, all the different pieces of dyslexia and the neurobiology of it and da, 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 da. But that's me from my level. So I have to make sure that I made it real world for them. That's exciting. I think that's a really smart move. So when are you thinking about launching this course? Well, ironically, it was supposed to be in the next couple of weeks. However, I don't have all the videos in, uh, for the first piece done yet. So it'll probably, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, it's going to be uh, end of September, beginning of October now. Only because I have so much travel in the next couple of weeks that I knew I wouldn't be able to get it in the beginning of September. So, but that's the goal. That'll be really exciting. And I want to put out that I am very open. I'm very, if you have questions and and any of the teacher listeners, please ask me. And I I say the same thing to all of my parents. If you have a question, ask me. I'm more than happy to fit some time in and talk those things over with you because I didn't get where I was by people holding back with the information. And that's why I tried to share as much as I did with you, especially on numbers and things like that. Otherwise you're blind. You know, and you don't want to be flying blind and you want somebody and if you have that real world stuff, it's helpful. So help people help others. So if anybody has questions, I am more than open. Well, on behalf of my listeners, I so appreciate that. I know it is just so interesting for them to see behind the scenes of these online businesses that exist as they try to shape in their minds what their online business will look like. So I really appreciate that. While we're on that page, what advice would you give to someone who is just starting out in their online business? It takes time to get off the ground. You know, maybe you've done it for three months and you're like, it's not going anywhere. Give it the time it needs to grow. And you might have to do something else. I was, before it started picking up, I was considering going back into the classroom and I really don't want to go back. I didn't really want to go back in the classroom. And then things started happening. And once it starts happening, once the momentum comes, but it's going to be work and you're going to be, you know, you're going to keep saying your name over and over to everybody that'll listen to you. Give it time for that to set in with the people that need it to set in. And like I said, I didn't get the uh, county contract until about a year or two in, but I had started talking to them from day one. Give the time to let it percolate and grow. I so believe in that. I don't think success ever looks like this staircase that we think it will. I think it is a flat line and then all of a sudden it shoots up and it just grows really quick after, you know, being stagnant for a little bit in the beginning. 
And that little bit varies to a lot of it for some people. It's impossible to know what will happen, but you're right. Just stay with it. And eventually, if you don't give up, you will be successful. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. (laughs) Because there are going to be months where you go, oh, hmm. So get comfortable with not knowing exactly what's going to happen, you know, financially in the next three, four, five months. But also knowing that you're a solid business and it'll, it, you will figure out what the next six months are. So if you lose a client, don't panic. You can, another one will come along. It's just, it, but you're human. You have that moment. So those would be my two big pieces of advice. Thank you for that. We've kind of been talking about this the whole time, but what are you working on right now? What are you excited about? And then also tell us where we can find you. I've been working on the course and it's called Untangling Dyslexia from Identification to IEP. And that's the course for the parents. That's my big push from now to the end of the year. It took me time to carve out the time to do it. Now I'm rolling towards the end. So that's my big push for what I'm doing. My practice is literacyuntangled.com. And you can see, and I also have a podcast called the Literacy Untangled Podcast. And so those are the two places you can find me most often. And I do have a Facebook and Instagram accounts by the same name, literacyuntangled.com. So that's where you can get me. Thank you so much, Jenny, for coming on and having this very open conversation with us today. I think so many listeners will get so much out of it. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I hope that you enjoyed that episode and got something out of it today. And I hope you'll share it with a friend who will enjoy it too. I love when my friends send me good podcasts to listen to. So I hope you'll be that friend for someone else. If you are ready to get started on your own teacher biz, then I have a great free resource for you. It is the teacher biz starter guide, and you can get your free copy at teacherbiz.com forward slash start. That's teacherbiz.com forward slash start. And until next time, I'll be over here in your corner cheering for you. 